there are three main reasons why people choose to go be vegan. One is their health. They've chosen to do it so they can alter their health by either losing weight or their blood work. Uh, two is animal advocacy. You know, they have no interest in their own health per se, but they're really truly animal advocates. Uh, and the environment, because of the impact that eating animal products has on the environment as a whole, uh, globally, people also look to being vegan to help eradicate um, climate change and uh, improve the planet as a whole. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy. I am Neville. My guests are vegan chef JJ Tananen and corporate exec Tommy Lenick. Get your palates ready. You probably know about the food pyramid designed to help us get the correct amount of nutrients we need in order for us to maintain good health. Protein, fat, carbohydrates, vitamins, and minerals. In essence, it recommends five to seven servings per day of vegetables, salad, and fruit, three to five servings per day of whole meal, cereals, and breads, potatoes, pasta, and rice, three servings of milk, yogurt, and cheese, two of meat, poultry, fish, eggs, and nuts, small amounts of fat spreads, and oils, various recommended adjustments for children and youths. Well, that's not vegan. So with all the push toward healthy habits, I wanted to get the inside scoop and snag the chance to spend some time with my favorite vegan couple. So gather around. Let's talk about food. I'm happy to be here with you, JJ and Tommy. Welcome to the journey. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? You want to go first? Uh, sure. Well, I'm Tommy, and I went vegan about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up in Cleveland, met JJ in Southern California, and we've lived in Texas about 12 years, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. My name is JJ Tananen. I'm a personal vegan chef for Tommy <laughs> and myself, but I've been vegan about six years as well, but in, uh, enjoyed cooking uh, probably the last 10 years, and I'm an artist and uh, living in Dallas with my husband. Well, JJ, I know that you're a chef, but what took you guys, it seems like the same time, into vegan? Uh, should I say veganism or into being a vegan? Sure. How do, what's the right term there? I would say being, being, being a vegan. Being a vegan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I started it because I was close to 300 pounds, mm. and my original goal, of course, was to lose weight, but the bigger concern was blood work. So cholesterol was high, blood pressure high, mm. medicine was on the horizon, and I said there's a better way to handle this. And originally, 
I started by eating just natural good food, but it was still meat and dairy. Mm -hmm. And I lost weight. I lost about 40 pounds initially, but my blood work got worse. My cholesterol went up. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's got to be more to it than just eating healthy and losing weight mm -hmm. if that wasn't changing. Mm -hmm. So I did more research on it and found that eating animal products is what was really causing a lot of those issues. Mm -hmm. So I just literally woke up one day and I said, that's it. I'm going to go vegan. I'm done. And just uh, cut straight, like cut that. straight yeah. into it. Straight yeah. to the point, like bam. now. Caveat: I was not a huge meat eater to begin with, but mm -hmm. I did eat fish and chicken. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't really a huge leap to get rid of that. But the dairy was the hard part. Mm -hmm. So I had I struggled with that to get rid of. But I said, you know what? It's a commitment to my health. It's time to do this. So I had blood work done right before going vegan, mm -hmm. and then about two months in, and within two months, my cholesterol dropped 175 points. Mm -hmm. No medication of any kind, blood pressure went to perfect, sugars dropped. My A1C went from like 7.1 to 4.3. And your A1C, what's that? Blood sugar. So oh. that's an indicator of diabetes. Mm -hmm. um, so it dropped dramatically, and the doctor was just absolutely thoroughly impressed, and JJ was just starting blood pressure meds, and mm -hmm. that's when he said, hey, you know what, there's something to this, and he did it, and within a month, his medication was gone. So, well, tell us then, what makes a meal vegan? What, what about it? Uh, we hear no meat, but... No uh, animal products. No, no animal, animal products, all, but, yep. to, but uh, yeah, talk to us about that. What it's really does all, uh, all plant-based diet there for you, and we get our uh, protein from the ground, just like animals do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, everything's starting to come around, you know, there's nut, uh, you can use cashews in recipes, you can use just anything that's coming from the earth, there's alternatives to everything now you know what you're grown up on is steak and potatoes and all that jazz but now there's you know seitan and, and potatoes and, and, yeah seitan potatoes <laughs> uh, but there's just a world out there that you know you can get your protein from something else rather than just animal products so um once you once you really learn the steps of it you know just cutting out the dairy and the meat and the eggs and all that jazz it's a world of difference your body's going to change dramatically. You're going to lose a lot of weight. You know, it's like it just sheds off. When I changed from eating junk food and just the wrong food to put in my body, I was losing four pounds a week. Mm. And I was just eating a plant-based diet. And then me and my clothes started getting baggy. I started losing weight in my face. And everybody at work was just like, what are you doing? I was like, I changed my diet. I stopped put eating Cheetos, with, you know, flaming hot Cheetos with a soda or a Coke or a Sprite. Uh, I stopped eating just junk food in general, processed foods, you really want to stay away from. You know, you have all that added crap that your body doesn't need. Um, but the big thing with dairy, too, is that when you consume dairy, because it's truly a product that's meant for another species. I mean, it's like going to another woman and drinking her <laughs> breast milk, essentially. Yeah. Um, but what happens when you consume an animal's dairy product, your body becomes very acidic. And a lot of people will drink milk, for example, because they believe they're taking in calcium. Mm -hmm. But when you drink a milk product, you actually become acidic. And to fight the acidity and neutralize it in your body, your body takes the calcium out of your bones to fight it. Mm -hmm. So essentially, every time you drink milk, you're taking calcium out of your, out of your bones to neutralize the acidity that's caused by the dairy. Really? Mm -hmm. So why is it um, milk is so popular and for so long? was given to us or recommended as very healthy. Why, why is that so? Do you... Well, the original <laughs> um, nutrient that was discovered is protein. Mm -hmm. So everybody feels that we need 
as much protein as we can because it was the first nutrient discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, our body works on a symphony of nutrients. It's not any one nutrient that keeps us going. It's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. And with dairy, I mean, farming was a huge business back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so lobbyists kept the industry going by saying, don't tell people what really happens when you drink milk and why do we need it anymore? It's mm-hmm. not something that we need growing up. Milk for babies is really the nutrients from the mother. Mm-hmm. And once we've grown beyond infancy, we don't need that. We get it from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it was really about money if you follow the dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that triangle. You got to eat your meat, your grains, your cereals, your dairy, and all that. It's, it's all, once you open your mind to it, and you're just like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need to follow that triangle. It is a world of difference. My You know, it's just... I'm not following that triangle to put the food pyramid. Yeah, yeah the food pyramid. Thank you. Well, well, to put you, the meat in my body that well, you need it. Were you a chef before oh, you yes. started? Being, so, so talk to us about that transition then. How, uh, now, because the other thing that everybody talks about is um, if when they make that change is the taste of the meal. Obviously, I know you're going to tell me that you could have extra. You're a chef. I expect <laughs> you to tell me they're very tasty meals. But well, go ahead. The only meat product to me that would actually flavor a dish would be bacon. You know, straight out that that pig, that bacon's gonna flavor fat. flavor your whatever you're making, collard greens, or if you're making anything with bacon fat. Mm-hmm. It's just um, the transition was for me was kind of really easy, but I really did love my fillets. I really missed my chicken wings. Trust me, I missed that stuff, but. I know now that I can have an alternative. The flavor of stuff is going to be a little bit different, you know, especially to say, for instance, like a cheesecake. And when you're making it vegan, you're not actually using any, you know, cream cheese or... So you're going to have a different flavor palette from that. But then you go in that mindset that, hey, this cream, this vegan cheesecake is going to taste like a regular cheesecake. It's not. It's going to have a different flavor profile for, for you. So you do need to realize that if you do have something vegan, we're mocking that flavor of a bacon or a mushroom bacon. It's not real bacon, but we're going to mock it to taste like bacon. It's going to trigger that mind. In my mind, it triggers that flavor that I was used to, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm making the bacon out of rice paper now that tastes like bacon and crispy and it crunches and it gives you that satisfaction mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm eating bacon, but I'm really not. I'm eating rice paper. Well, if you think about chicken, even, you know, no one takes a plain piece of chicken and puts it on their plate. They flavor it with something, whether it's salt, pepper, spices, cheese, So you guys are using those very flavors. It's very, it's all about the spices. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't like tofu because I don't like the texture. It doesn't have any flavor. But the same thing with chicken. I mean, chicken's just flavorless by itself. You put something on it to really give it that pizzazz. Well, the same thing with tofu. It sucks up whatever flavor you put into it. It's just a matter of what your palate likes. If you like spicy, if you like sweet, if you like saucy. Um, But you use spices to flavor the food rather than using the actual meat itself. To JJ's point, bacon really with the animal fat and steak is what gives some flavor to it, but you add more to it. It's the spices you add. Same yeah. thing with vegan flair. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you probably answered my question. I was about to ask, but I'll still pose it just in case there's a flavor to the question. <laughs> uh, and, and that is, if a person was starting, if you were starting a child or a person who is not 
ever been introduced to milk or the thought of any of those flavors that we're so accustomed to in the Western world. Um, what are the flavors that would, what would they be tasting because they don't have anything to miss? What sure. is it? What talk to me about so that? I, what are you? Are you saying the kids grown up vegan? Yeah, because like, they just like, because try, they didn't know any different. And then they're so like, right, yeah, right, right. Try try some cow milk, and they're like, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Is that that, right, I don't mean. And no, I'm saying if they had stayed with it, sure. didn't have any comparison. What is that palate? So What's it would palate? be the same thing as if someone was always raised on meat and dairy and right. then went vegan. So right. at first, there is a bit of a shift because there's going to be a different texture. There's going to be a yeah. different. No, but that's what I'm saying. But they were born not having the meat or anything before so it would be the same as someone going the opposite so if you're born vegan and you've never had dairy or meat products quite frankly not only would the flavor taste different but it would make you sick no no you're right so you you i wasn't going to i'm saying you stayed you Mm -hmm. were born vegan oh yeah you stayed vegan Mm -hmm. i'm trying to imagine what flavors are you enjoying that a meat person wouldn't even know that you're enjoying they're not trying oh, to switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm just uh, trying to figure um, out. I mean, really, it depends on the style of food they grew up in. So, like, yeah. JJ grew up with a lot of Asian influence. So mm-hmm. he's used to more Asian flair. Mm-hmm. Whereas I grew up with traditional Midwestern food. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if I grew up vegan right, in a Midwestern right. environment, then mm-hmm. I would have a very different flavor palette than JJ yeah. growing up in an Asian influence household being totally vegan. And those will all be related to the spices and the and the and the plants that you you you're yep. using. Yeah. Oh, awesome. We'll be right back. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. A Soundbite Life. It's a matchbox mystery. That is one of our dramatized series. We often refer to it as our SBL series. The title of Volume 1 of A Soundbite Life is called 2.26 AM, The Gathering. You can find a dramatized version on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. Or you can order a copy. 2.26 AM, The Gathering. Treat yourself on your next drive, on your next travel. Try out our audio-dramatized SBL series. 2.26 AM. The Gathering. It's a matchbox mystery. I'm back with JJ and Tommy. Uh, JJ and Tommy, uh, tell me about your at-home menu. What will be on your breakfast, lunch, and dinner table? What are your favorite foods? Well, usually, for, <laughs> uh, usually uh, I don't eat breakfast. Um, but well, when why, I do... I don't know, because I, I kind of sleep in a lot, and I get up <laughs> around lunchtime, and so we call it brunch. But um, really, uh, when I was eating breakfast, I was making a lot of quick oats, you know, just quick oats, overnight oats mm-hmm. that you would soak overnight in uh, almond milk, a little bit of cinnamon, maple syrup, um, blueberries, bananas, coconut shavings, and let that sit overnight, and that would be my breakfast. And then... Uh, 
Tommy would take one to work. I would take one to work as well and just devour it. Um, so typically, like, I'll eat before I leave in the morning, and I do a number of different things. Sometimes I'll do a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Um, sometimes I'll do an avocado hummus mixture um, and eat it on the way to the gym. Um, on weekends, a lot of times we'll do, like, a tofu scramble, where if you take a block of tofu and you dry out all of the water from it, mm-hmm. if you just take a fork and mash it up, it looks like scrambled eggs. <laughs> and going back to the flavor, Yeah, to get that yellow... The yellow yolk. hue yeah. to it. Uh, but then we'll put like a vegan chorizo in with it. And then we'll saute up onions and peppers and all that stuff and do like a breakfast taco with some fresh avocado on it. Mm-hmm. Um, those also, are really we, good. Uh, for another breakfast one was kimchi tacos. You get, once again, you get tofu, dry it out there for you. And then uh, get a, a cup of tofu. Or I'm sorry, kimchi, dice it up. And then um, and kale. Uh, destem the kale. Toss out all that in, basically. Start with your tofu, then your kale, heat it up, then toss in your kimchi, a little bit of garlic salt, a little bit of pepper, and garnish it. That's You're pretty much done. And then you're going to garnish it with sriracha and fresh lime juice on a nice corn tortilla, gluten-free tortilla if you're gluten-free. But that's a, another favorite breakfast of mine, and I found that online. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, but the lunch and dinner for us... It varies. Uh, my mind is always my mind is always constantly changing. I was like, "What do I want to make? What sounds really good?" Thai food tonight. So, uh, the other night was sticky rice with uh, papaya salad, and then I made a baked tofu chicken, uh, cilantro chicken tofu dish with it. Um, so you guys I, still call it by the names like chicken? Yeah, and yeah. Right. but okay. I'll, I'll spell it with a. A UN, chicken, like fish, V I S H, fish, not fish, because I'm not eating fish. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it literally changes all the time with my cooking yeah. ideas. Um, he always comes to me and says, "Babe, I've got an idea." I'm like, "Well, there's only one way to find out how it tastes. Just try <laughs> Just, it, yeah. and we'll eat it." Right. So then I try it, and then I, you know, tweak it, and next thing I know, it's it's, and I'm posting it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We and, have it uh, for about a week, and then a new idea comes through. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but you have a lot of these ideas? That, that all the time. All the time. Like, yeah. All I want to do is just stay up late and create food. You know, just, so I'm not you, a morning person. So why aren't you doing that? Or are you? Well, we are. He does, and I get uh, to yeah. eat the best. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. No, beyond the home. Do you do it beyond the home? Um. Well, we, those, you know, those particular, yeah. Not cooking per se for anybody. Uh, I'll do it for friends, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, if people were like, "Hey, I want to," would you be interested in being hired and coming out doing a, a four course meal for you know, thousands of dollars? Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course my time's worth. But no, I'd be glad to. You know, um, I want people to taste the food. You know, just realize you don't need this animal product. It will fill you up, and it's very healthy for you. You know, once again, but you do want to stay from oh, stay away from processed foods as much as possible. Possible, but so like when yeah. he comes to me and says it's your birthday, what do you want for dinner? Mm-hmm. There's a few go tos that I always ask fried for. Fried rice. So I love me some fried mm-hmm. rice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually typically a nice ve- vegetable mix and water chestnuts and all that stuff. Um, but one of my favorites is he does a, a Korean dish called che- uh, cheese bulldog. <laughs> which is technically cheesy chicken, yes. but we substitute the chicken for tofu, cauliflower, lotus root, 
Um, you know, he'll put different vegetables in there. Sweet potatoes, actually, he'll put in there, which are really good. And it's in yeah. a spicy chili sauce. Mm -hmm. Korean. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And he does that with a side of, like, green beans and mushrooms. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and then yeah. just a side of mixed potatoes. Mm -hmm. uh, or if I want to do something a little more, like, southern comfort-y, mm -hmm. uh, he'll make me a, a macaroni and cheese. And the cheese itself is either made from cashews. Mm -hmm. uh, butternut squash. Butternut squash is a really good Coconut one that he milk. uses. Butternut squash. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Nutritional yeast is very uh, popular with, with the vegan community. And if you all don't know what that is, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and those are things too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> First question everybody asks us when we go vegan is, oh my gosh, where do you get your protein? Like, right. what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, do I look protein deficient? Like, then my question is to them, well, where do cows get protein? And then that kind of like puts it like... But, but why do you have to be defensive, though? I mean... Uh, it's well, really well, more well, educational. Yeah. Right, right. Like, trying to get people to understand where they can get protein alternatives right, from right. that are nuts. natural. But, but, there are two, but there are two there are two issues that I could... I, um, I'm envisaging... I can't even speak. Envisaging. <laughs> <laughs> that word. Whatever that word is. <laughs> it's not coming out. <laughs> I'm going to try it again. It's not going to come out again. Um, but obviously, you're benefiting from less calories in plant food. Mm -hmm. But you could go the opposite way. A person who need, uh, how, do you have enough calories? How much? Um, um, we both eat quite a bit, anyways. Yeah. So we're definitely not calorie deficient in that sense. But, but isn't that you do process a lot more, right? That's because your body becomes more efficient. Um, actually, and I find when I eat pretty natural and I eat mostly raw. Mm -hmm. um, I don't eat as much calories because I'm full because they're they're satiating calories. But if you so, want to lose your weight, that's good. But if you don't want to lose weight, I would assume that's not good. Um, that's the correct. correct. If so, you are trying to put on weight and be vegan, there is still ways that you can do it where right. you eat more healthy fats like olive oil, nuts, avocados, where you're getting one of the three main components that you need to be healthy, but you're getting more of those calories and fat. You can also get more calorie-dense things like seitan. Um, this is the second time I heard you guys' word, and I, of course, seitan sounds very negative. That's I know. Uh, so tell me what seitan is. It's very negative <laughs> right. word, but it's high in protein. Oh, no, what is that? It's a vital wheat gluten. Yes. Mm. So vital wheat gluten in and of itself is 80% pure protein. Okay. So it's calorie dense, it's protein dense, but it's low in fat and there's no carbohydrates in it. Mm -hmm. um, however, if you are gluten sensitive, it is not something that you would want to pursue because it's vital wheat gluten. Yeah. Um, but for anybody who's not gluten sensitive, it's a great source for more dense calories and a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. And it has the texture of a steak. If you cut a steak or a piece of chicken, that's well done. It has that texture. You know, you can thicker. Yeah, and then also you can flavor it any way you want to. You can make it taste like a steak. You can make it taste like a hamburger just by adding seasonings. Uh, seasonings. Mm -hmm. So, uh, seitan is uh, multi-use. Uh, you can use it a variety of ways. You can steam it. You can boil it. And then you can bake it. You know, mm -hmm. so there's many ways you can use seitan. It, yeah. Has it always been around? Is, yeah, is mm -hmm. it, yeah. I don't know why it's so new to me. They found it in the uh, like. Ancient times or something or rather, I think it, it's been around for yeah many centuries, but yeah. it obviously just became more 
mainstream popular. and popular as the vegan culture moved forward. It was probably really popular in the 60s and 70s with all the hippies. Like, say ten, <laughs> But we just didn't know about it. And then, you know, like, here comes the 2000s and 2000, you know, 18, 19, 16 or whatever uh, year it was. And, you know, here it is. And it's just blowing up. And, you know, everybody's kind of going, going that route. So there are three main reasons why people choose to go vegan. One is their health. They've chosen to do it so they can alter their health by either losing weight or their blood work. Uh, two is animal advocacy. You know, they have no interest in their own health per se, but they're really truly animal advocates. Uh, and the environment, because of the impact that eating animal products has on the environment as a whole, uh, globally, People also look to being vegan to help eradicate um, climate change and uh, improve the planet as a whole. So those are the three big reasons why most people go vegan, or all three in combination. Awesome, awesome. Mine was health. Two hundred and fifty-three pounds on this guy. And now I'm like uh, one eighty-seven, one eighty-five, but it was health, blood pressure medicine. At thirty-six years old, I thought this was correct because oh, my parents are on it. Like oh, but as soon as. Uh, my husband was like, I'm going vegan. I was like, I guess I'm vegan now, too. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, got you know, lost the weight, got off the blood pressure medicine. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. Okay. So this is how you're supposed to normally function. Yeah. yeah. So either you're going to put your money towards medication and junk food mm-hmm. or put all your money towards healthy food and eat healthy. I'd rather do that and stay away from medication. Mm-hmm. That's man-made mm-hmm. besides weed. And, uh, <laughs> which could be also man-made, too, right? Uh, you know, it's... It is a it, a it is a world of difference. Once I lost all that weight, and you know, I went back from a forty pant to a thirty two, and the thirty twos were still big on me. I was like, "What? That's mm-hmm. all this for, from just eating right?" You know, yeah. So. Well, in in my opinion, uh, well, number one, if anybody chooses to go vegan for any one of the three reasons we mentioned, the other two are just a side benefit. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, your 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 weight and your health are based on what and how much you put in your body. Mm-hmm. And your physical fitness is identified by your what you do. So mm-hmm. if you go to the gym every day, but you neglect your diet, mm-hmm. you could still drop out of a heart attack at 47 <laughs> yeah, well, because your out. arteries are clogged. I just right. worked out. I had a cheeseburger with fries and a Diet Coke. Like, what is that? Well, <laughs> come on. Because I think most people don't understand, too, that our bodies create the cholesterol that we need to live. So our bodies create our own cholesterol. Mm -hmm. The only place that you find cholesterol is in animal products. Mm -hmm. So if you naturally cut those out, you've naturally cut out the artery-clogging cholesterol that you consume by eating animal products. So that's what I mean by you could literally work out every single day, but if you eat burgers every day, you're still clogging your arteries by consuming cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So that's why, to me, weight and health are slightly mutually exclusive from mm-hmm. fitness mm-hmm. because you can also eat healthy every single day and never work out. Mm-hmm. You'll have great health. You may be a little saggy, <laughs> but, you know, if you want to work out to get the fitness back, that's one thing. But eating healthy is really what controls your weight and your health. Awesome. Awesome. When we're back, we're going to be playing some games. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love it when we play the games. You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. Today's question is this. What is the most wonderful thing that happened to you today?
right. Who is it? Right. Meat eater. Yeah, meat eater who? I am an envoy of the SBL Sage. I have come to take you out of grave danger. You will be taken and left on an abandoned island. No one knows how long you will be there. You might be there forever. You have one minute to grab only three things to take with you. What will you take and why? Starting now. Uh, I would definitely take a magnifying glass to start fires. <laughs> I would also grab probably a windbreaker, maybe because of rain. Oh, what, what would be a windbreaker? <laughs> a windbreaker, like a jacket, you oh, know, a rain jacket. jacket. Right. Right. So <laughs> probably rain. Right. What else would I grab? I would grab Tommy. You're going with me. We're right. stuck on an island. <laughs> Uh, and since you guys are vegans, you're going to eat a lot of coconut. coconut. But if you're trapped on an island, I'm probably going to have to eat a fish or an egg or two. So I'm just saying. That would be me. All right. Tommy, let me ask you before (laughs) you, what would you do? Wow. Um, I would say, I know this is going to sound weird, but a toothbrush. (laughs) Um, Don't forget toothpaste. (laughs) Oh, like you're gonna yeah. run out eventually. What are you gonna use? Sand. Well, it will help to emulsify. It'll make. I know, right? Um, I Whiten your see. Teeth. What else would I take? Um, ah, geez, that's a tough question. Three things that I would need to survive. We already have a magnifying glass. I was gonna say, if we're no, together. No, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, we can't. Oh, we're not together. Wait, I took a separate island. I took it along. I would say a toothbrush. Say a boat to get back. Kayak and a paddle. Uh, my pillow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. What else to survive for possibly decades? Ooh, a change of underwear. A change of underwear? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Everyone living long enough. Will slip and fall into a deep hole. Three hands will appear. The hand of a hustler. The hand of a riddler. And the hand of a clown. Choose wisely. Yeah, repeat the question. Yeah, that, this one's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's, like, one, oh that's what's making me feel. I can process. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. All right. Well, the, the, the yogi from the SBL series says, everyone who lives long enough will slip and fall into a deep hole. Three hands will appear. The hand of a hustler, the hand of a riddler, the hand of a clown. Choose wisely, or you will be buried there. Good Lord. Which hand will you choose, and why? You want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. No, you go first. 
Oh, man. Uh, I would probably go for the clown because he has a smile on his face. The Riddler, he's going to joke in, joke joke you into something. And the Hustler, you're going to get hustled. <laughs> so I, I'm going with the clown because he has a smile on his face and he's helping lift me out of this dark hole. Okay. Am I buried alive? <laughs> we'll see. Am I buried under the big top? Sorry. Uh, gosh, wow. I'd go with the Riddler. You'd go with the Riddler? Why? Clowns are scary. You can't Not really one with a trust smile. them. Not one with a smile. The Hustler you definitely can't trust. The Riddler, he's you can riddle have, your way out of it. He's going to have an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you like to... Neville's laugh. You like hear that? He's a Riddler over here. <laughs> the Disney villain voice over here. Uh, let's choose wisely, Aladdin. Choose wisely. <laughs> so you'll go for the Riddler. I would go for the Riddler. you go for the Riddler. Yes. All right. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Thank you, JJ and Tommy. You can always find JJ on Facebook at My Thigh Vegan Kitchen. See you next week. <laughs>